Welcome back to the Curious Table. So we were absent last week. Um, we hope you enjoyed your leftovers, um, as we called it. Um, gave you an opportunity to kind of maybe re-listen to an episode you like or, or listen to one you haven't had a chance to, to listen to yet. But we weren't here because we had some sickness going on. You know, we're such a small group of people. One person gets sick and the next person gets sick. But we're also coming... <laughs> Out of June, Pride Month, so there was a lot to recuperate from. June's a busy month, yes. um, <laughs> and it can take a toll on your on your body. But there's also a lot of life stuff happening. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Matt had surgery, and so it was able, you know, to be able to help him with his recuperation. You two were were sick. Yep, we were sick, and, <laughs> but I just went off. I just came off of a great vacation, so I can't really complain. But I've been out of town. Yep. You've been working your little tail off with I don't even know what cookies and tra- I know yeah. <laughs> I know I can't keep up with yeah. I don't know how you can keep up with yourself. Like I said, June was a busy month. Busy. You know, it's it's Pride Month and you know, Knott's Pride doesn't do the festival in June anymore, we do it in October, but that doesn't mean that we're we're not busy. Right. You know, it was we like talked October, about yeah. Crazy. <laughs> I keep looking at the calendar now and I'm like, Okay, I can rest for a little bit and then I'm like Oh, wait, but then it's, like, about to happen again. So, yeah, yeah it's all going to start back up. Lauren will get to experience all of the Pride Fest. I, see, yeah. I know, I know. I've only been an attendee. I've never worked. Well, welcome the to the Fest. fold. Get yeah. Ready. I'm, very, I'm actually very excited about it being in October also because, you yeah. know, I think that that was a very wise choice. The heat and everything just, that makes it yeah. not quite as... Exciting for people to yeah. go out and sweat. And... I yeah. feel like that's when I got to know all y'all. I think we talked about yeah, that. You've yeah, you've told me that too. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're thrown into something with a group of people that for you a spend a whole weekend, whole weekend you, mm-hmm. you get to know people yeah. and it's either going to make you or break you. So Yeah, yeah. nothing I mean... like being in a big stressful situation with somebody to mm-hmm. bring you together yeah. or break you apart. I mean, so we fun. had a lot of great guests in June on the the podcast so um you know our makers which we talked about there's i guess it's like a resurgence of makers and and i think that was as we talked about on the podcast covid the -hmm. pandemic kind of did that and um, i really enjoy the markets we do here at, at knox pride um they're fun i was just telling john we just had one well, we just recorded, or were, never mind, none of those things. <laughs> there was one last night, but when yeah. you hear yes, this, but it when will you not hear that will not have been last night. Last night. Yeah. But we did a night market last night, and we, um, I was telling John that they're always just my favorite, whether they're busy or not busy, like, they're just, like, community, and, like, I just love seeing everybody. Well, and and so, it, like, it's just, it's one of those markets that, like, I always look forward to, um, because it's fun to see everybody and we were talking about that last night when we got home because we it was a little bit slower mm-hmm. of a market but that's it's hot you, you can't always All predict yeah right now but i, I told john i said what i enjoy is watching on the makers you can see kind of the bond yeah. everyone has made mm-hmm. you know this group of people who not only do Knox Pride markets, but they do other markets, and they check in with each other. Mm-hmm. And 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 one of them, um, I guess, there's going to be you know like a meetup for people who do markets just to kind of um, get together. And um, the person that's spearheading that told John that you know this is the first time that any of them have felt comfortable or safe enough, or have a place safe enough to to be able to come together like that because. To them, typically working a market, you're there to sell your goods, and, and that's what it is. And um, they said that there's just something a little magical about Knox Pride because there, it is such a, a sense of community yeah. behind <clears throat> why is. the markets are More happening. More community and yeah. not competitive competitive everybody's right. helping each yeah. other to support out each other. nobody's trying to make more money than the next person when you see all this trading happening yeah. which i i, oh, love. I think that's great mm-hmm. it's like hey i will trade you one of my goods for one of your goods yeah and, and yeah. It, but also 
to me, it shows a sense of value for what people are doing. It's like, you know, my good is my wares are are, are worthy of your wares. That, right. You know, yeah. Like it's an equal it trade. Is. Yeah. Right. I had several people actually from this market post stuff about like how they were looking forward to thinning with mama bear this weekend and <laughs> so they could trade so that yeah and, and, and i was like i just you forget it doesn't matter like what where you are or where yeah. you're going. it's like you forget i don't even love. i don't do markets just because mm-hmm. my product my cookies are so custom i basically just do what people ask me to do i don't make like a bulk yeah I mean, I guess I could, but usually I don't know what you I would stay busy with theme at all. Yeah, I stay pretty yeah. busy with my custom orders. But that's not to say that I still don't get makers who ask me to do cookies for them, and mm-hmm. I'll trade, like, yeah. goods for that. Or, you know, the gym I work out at did cookies, which is ironic, cookies for a gym. But, like, they did them for a one-year anniversary, and they gave me free months. And, like, it's it's great to be that way. I'm going to Planet Fitness. And they have days where they bring in bagels I and have pizza. Heard that about, that, about them. And I, I guess it's a carb thing. I don't know. Like, well, maybe out. I'll go over there and see if they need some. Yeah, I, I, I I'm not working out like that. That I need to um, increase my carbs. But mm-hmm. it is what it is. A couple of people came over and bought cookies yesterday after they got done playing lacrosse, lacrosse, mm-hmm. and pickleball, and whatever else they That's were playing cool. over there. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had, um, I think, which probably is one of my favorite episodes we've done. We did our, our Queer 101, and we had some pretty prominent people um, from the queer community here to talk about. It was supposed to be the educational queer facts, but we um, yeah, had, a, yeah, had a great conversation yeah. about queer history of Knoxville and, and what that looked like. And well, it was, I think, just spending a moment remembering that, I mean, especially this year, it's been real rough for the queer community. Right. And um, remembering those times where it was different, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it was very refreshing. Yeah was much needed mm-hmm. to have a sense of hope mm-hmm. to get through what the bullshit that's happening right, right now and um, to remember that there are people that are there for you yeah even yeah. though it can feel like the majority is against you but you got your people there are people that are there trying to even if we're in the shadows you know well i mean i think that's a, an important thing i mean Queer people fight such a, a fight mm-hmm. that we we have to rely on our allies. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy, you know, during the month of June, since we're talking about Pride Month, for, you know, a person to say they're an ally or for a company to say they're an ally and slap a rainbow on something and, and monetize off of mm-hmm. queer community, you know, until push comes to the shove. And, you know, and... Yes, there might be a little justification, you know, Target specifically, you know, who, you know, is probably known for being a, a, a shopping experience for the queer community, you know, but when push came to shove, I was so sad about that. they, know. you know, made decisions to remove their pride merch or, or move it to a lesser seen location, which is, is hard, you know, for a queer community we have such trust issues anyways. Right. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. and justifiable, you know, and so when, you know, when a, a major organization makes a stand and says, hey, you know, we're in it with you to the end. Um, but not this. Yeah. Right. It, it's, it's really hard. I think the part that really hit me was some of the trans merch um, from some of the specific creators that said specifically things about trans those things got pulled from the store and were only available on the website because oh really because and actually the brand was called um ash and chess and 
I actually ordered a bunch of their stuff, and I'm about to take it to um, Jocelyn, and she's going to sell it at the store because oh. I ordered it wholesale because it just didn't pissed me that. off so bad. I thought that they had just, you know, moved everything out of the. No, you know. there were certain there were certain controversial pieces that got pulled from the store because I saw that piece in the store, and they didn't have Zane's size, and so I didn't buy it for them. And then all that happened, and they were not in any of the stores and I started researching it and it was only available online. I went and looked at, I, I saw a post that Ash and Jess had made and that's how I figured out that it had been pulled from the stores. Yeah. So yeah, it sucks. It, it really sucks. For, <laughs> it really does suck for the, <laughs> the trans community specifically. I mean, I think the queer community as a whole is feeling the, yeah. the weight of all of it. But. Well, yeah. And especially again, this year when, all this bullshit's happening, you know, you, you want to look for those partners in the community that you feel like might, can help steer change, you know, mm-hmm. and then you find your value in them, you yeah. know, and it's really hard. And I think, I think that's a, a big thing in the community is allyship. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think it's talked about a lot because it is very hard to find those true allies you know, and that's why I was thankful that Lauren came on board with the, the podcast. You know, having that representation of what an ally is um, and being able to come into a queer space, recognize that you're in a queer space and, and what that means and being vulnerable to learning from that and, and, and knowing when it's appropriate to... The important part of an ally is when queer people are fighting so hard, Mm -hmm. it gets tiring, and we need someone to sit in that gap for a moment Mm -hmm. to allow us to catch our breath, Mm -hmm. form a plan, and find hope. Mm -hmm. And that's where those allyships come into play and are important. Um, and, you know, I'm thankful that we get that on the curious table mm-hmm. and we have someone who is ready to be that person and, and is okay maybe not knowing everything, but is willing to say, hey, I'm, I, I don't know that. Right. You it know, may... how, how can I be better be better yeah. how can what is it that i'm missing that's going to help you yeah um I, I don't think as a queer community we get that a, a lot um and it's, i'm sorry very... that you don't i'm so 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 sorry that you don't i don't to me it is it is just so much easier to be loving and accepting mm-hmm. than to be a hateful person especially for something that has nothing to do with you mm-hmm. that is what i've always struggled with I was, we were talking off, we weren't recording, but we were talking, and I think it's also really, I have to say this, is very, not to say that anybody's struggles are harder or, or easier than others, but being in the South really sucks for this. <laughs> it does. I mean, It's I, a specific kind of It's hell. a specific <laughs> kind of hell. It yeah. is. Yeah. And like, our I'm own not, brand. And, yeah. And like, and I grew up in South Carolina very same you know mindset a lot of the same mindsets is here mm-hmm. and I, I but i was so fortunate and if my dad is listening to this thank you i tell him thank you all the time because he was just he did not he he danced to the beat of a different drum and taught my sister does. and i that and he still does <laughs> and taught my sister and i that and i grew up really not knowing any other way i i, I would get um shit from kids because I didn't go to church or because I was hanging out at a black kid's house or whatever. And, but I didn't think anything about, I just thought, Oh, we're all here together and we love each other. And what's the, I was just taught to think you're no better than anybody else. We're all, we're all, you know, in this together, treat people with kindness, do unto others. And so the first time I ever experienced that pushback my stepbrother is gay and he came out when he was 14 and he had been heavily involved with our local church 
the big church in Spartanburg, which, you know, there's always like the main mega church and this was the one. And he was going into youth group things and he was really involved and he was making a good friend group. At least he felt like it and he felt trusting of the youth group leaders and he told them that mm. he was gay. And that was the first time I ever realized that that was such a big deal to people. And I realize my ignorance now, but we had youth group leaders and pastors and people come to our house to try to tell, to talk to my parents about, you know, helping him work through this, that this was a phase. Mm -hmm. And my parents said, get the fuck off our doorstep and hung up a pride flag in our yard and started attending P flag meetings and all this stuff. And so that's when I really started to realize, like, well, shit, I am in a different, this is different. Like, we are, mm -hmm. my family sees things differently. Mm -hmm. And so from then on out, it was like, I, okay, I might have to, you know, speak up a little bit more. And just as time has gone on, the ebb and flow of, you know, our government and, just various hot topics and laws and all these things. I, I, it, I'm just, I'm, I'm being reminded all the time how easy I have it as a straight white cis woman and how much it does matter to speak up. And even, and I don't always know the right thing to say or the right thing to do or if I'm doing enough or whatever. And that it's hard. I mean, it's, I, I'm, I really appreciate you appreciating me Dustin mm -hmm. but you know the work is not done but I'm really really hoping that somehow through this podcast or through volunteering and getting putting myself more in the community which I have admittedly not done because it's easy to get kind of complacent especially if you know you don't have mm -hmm. um a, a, no I mean like I have a queer kiddo so like right if you don't was, have somebody yeah when when you have that direct connection it's e it was easier for me to show up even when i felt that, uncomfortable yeah. because they were sort of like my ticket in you know what i mean like it, that sounds gross but that I, is, I, I know what you mean it was the part that made it comfortable for me right like mm -hmm. that made it just be like okay yeah i don't know if these people like me but here i am we here we're doing yeah. this <laughs> like and at this you know. point i mean of course you know my stepbrother is a very close person to me and i have um, a queer friend who is family to me, but I, it, those, but I'm not there. Those are not my, I don't, I don't have that. I don't have a child. I don't have a, mm -hmm. you know, parent or, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have that or not. Mm -hmm. We're all humans and mm -hmm. we all deserve the respect and the, be able to have that, the dignity that we deserve mm -hmm. love and connection. And, and I just, I'm just so, well, it's when, when you yeah. don't have those direct connections and you're showing up is when it, one, it matters, but two, you can see the intent. One person, Kim Spoon, mm -hmm. I mean, you want to talk about yeah, a, no doubt. a picture of Ally. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I mean, vocal. Kim Spoon, I mean, you know, no direct relation to the queer community. Mm-hmm. But she'll no, be the first one to a, show up. She checks and, on me all the yeah, time. You know, and if we had more of that, yeah, I think it wouldn't be as daunting of a task. Mm -hmm. But, um, again... Some of us just aren't all that loud. Or maybe we just... I don't know. Well, I, I, think, mean, it, I think a lot of people think to be an ally, you have to be that person that has got the megaphone right. yelling right. at a politician. But it's not. Yeah. I mean, just like in the queer community, not everyone is made and designed to be on the front line. Right. 100. There, there has to be some people behind the scenes doing things or, so there's a place and time for everyone. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, I, th I think that's a big hurdle for people, um, when it comes to being that an ally yeah, this is, is, yeah, this is I, true. I can't be out, you know, I, I don't have it. Okay. What is your, your strong suit? What is it you can, can do? I mean, you make great cookies. You donated cookies to a bingo night. Mm -hmm. You know, we were able to 
give that as a prize and raise money to help support the Pride Center. Mm -hmm. That's doing the work, you know. It's things like that, you know. um, Connie Simmons, who her husband is a preacher, you know. Her skill set is home-ecky type of things. Mm -hmm. She's done several projects around here that we wouldn't be able to afford to do but it was things that needed to be done and she offered her time mm-hmm. you know and they're that's being an ally they're yeah. also just like staples like yeah they just well, offering your time too that's huge even if it's mm-hmm. not you know you're not doing something huge or shiny shiny like, a yeah. lot of times it's not shiny right like a lot just, of times it's very mundane like you come sort of showing the up and, and sifting through all yeah. the clothes. But we, or... we had a, a, a rainbow teen mom who volunteered and she would come every other week and clean our bathrooms and, and clean mm-hmm. the center. And that's how she was able to give back because she owned a cleaning business mm-hmm. and that's what she knew. And that's how, and, and, that, you, and, and she, she, <laughs> you know, came to John and said, this is what I can, can offer this. And he's like, you know what? That's a task that I don't have to do. Mm-hmm. And I can devote that time to something yeah. else. Yeah. I learned a lot from the last episode where we had all the staff from Not Spride. Mm-hmm. And just talking about the little things that needed to be done. Or the little, the small amount of money that could be donated that can go a long way. Mm-hmm. I just don't think people, I think, I think maybe there are more allies than you think out there. They just maybe already think things are being done. Yes. I yeah. think that is that, very much mm-hmm. the case. I feel like that, I've said this for years, that, like, Daniel and I get messages from people all the time from, like, people he works with or, you know, like an acquaintance from work or something mm-hmm. or, you know, random spots where it's just, like, we have a connection with somebody and they'll say, hey, we see you. Thank you for being connected and mm-hmm. using your voice for the community. And it's like, really? Like, you know, I mean, there's just a lot of people, I think, that are not ever going to be loud about it, which I was going to tell y'all. I pulled it up on my phone. I just started reading the other day. It's a book called Social Justice for the Sensitive Soul, How to Change the World in Quiet Ways. Oh. Mm-hmm. Please, so, please send that to me. I will. Um, but I ran across that the other day, yeah. and I was like, I'm kind of a little bit of both. Like, I'm such a sensitive soul, and I'm loud. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I can well, be loud, but I also, like, get my, I, I am in my feels, and that's one of the things I think about allyship that is also really hard, is that we all have our own personal baggage, past, whatever, traumas that we carry with us, and they're like, the lenses that we see the world through mm-hmm. and so we don't know what everyone else has been through or how you see the world and why you see the world the way that you do and we have a tendency to get bristly really easily yeah. because of our past rightfully so mm-hmm. right. right and so in the instance of the queer community for example it's it's easy to be like it's hard to make that connection I don't know can I trust you or you you know right and so One of the things for me that was the hardest, like, coming into the community was y'all are such a tight-knit group and everyone loves each other so much. And it is a radical fucking, like, kind of love that I have never experienced. (laughs) And it is the most beautiful, I don't know, it's life-changing. And I also wasn't sure because the world had told me for so long that I was not worthy of that kind of love if what y'all were selling was actually available to me. I, I feel you right? on that, Chris. Like, <laughs> we, we, we've grown up being told that. I know. So. Yeah, and I it's know. Just, it's like a, so like a rewiring. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I wanted Lauren to be on the podcast because I've already experienced this. Like, y'all have kind of already rewired my brain. And your brain already, you and I function a lot in the same way. It's not that you... Were, I was never not an ally, right? And right. I, but then I came into the community, specifically the trans community for me, and got to know trans people and got to understand their experiences. And even and even your queer experiences have all, like, you'll tell me about situations you had or, like, when certain things happened or when you came out. And I, it 
it's a level of understanding that is different than than I thought I knew, but I didn't know. Right, right? and it's not yes. it's not that you don't know. I mean, my parents' best friends growing up were gay. I've mm-hmm. talked about Amanda and Anita, and like they were amazing, and they I was like their little princess, and so I didn't know anything different. Same as you, like right. I was, that's just how it was, but. We also didn't talk about it. Like, it was just sort of like Anna and Anita lived together. We didn't have the conversation about why, what that meant. Um, and so, I don't know where I was going well, with you're, that. Well, you're, 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 you're uh, always an ally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always, always accepting. But I didn't Oh, there's know. two women together. Oh, cool. Yeah. But you didn't realize the other side of it, mm-hmm. the negative side. Mm-hmm. That they were experiencing, right? So like the day to day, the day to day trauma. The well, I mean, it's this allyship isn't just straight people for queer community. I mean, it's also in the queer community. I mean, I grew up with a family member that was trans. They they were just who they were. We never talked about it or anything like that, and so therefore, I thought I am inclusive of trans people. I you know I you know yeah. And then we got involved with Not Surprise the way we did, and um, I began working with more trans. And it wasn't just, oh, this is a person who is at family dinners, you know, and then learning the things that they go through on the trans community goes through on a daily basis. And I'm like, oh, I did not know that. I am not an ally for you. You know, and that's why... Affirmation days are so important to me because in having conversations with people in the trans community, I was like, even though it took me a while to get comfortable with myself as a gay man, once I did, I was able to wake up every day and and see who I was when I looked in the mirror. Yeah. And I was like, I never understood that you don't, you don't get that. Right. Yeah. I'm like, what? Mm, that didn't sit well with me yeah. whatsoever. And I was like, how How do I do this? And so I went through that period of, and when we came on, you know, took over with Knox Pride, I told John, I said, this is something that's very important to me. And and I want to spearhead this, and I want this to be one of the, the first things we do. As one, our trans community has been treated shitty by the, the queer community in general. I said, and, and I want, I want to, it's always my goal to create safe spaces for people. And so that was my goal was to create a safe space. If we're going to be in a, a group that is all inclusive and welcoming and, and, and our job is to uplift each other, we have to create those safe spaces. So it was very important for me to do that. But I'm not a trans person, so I don't know what those struggles are or what those needs are. So but we need you as a cheerleader. There's nothing. I have such strong feelings about this. I really do. I so, think that. But I had to spend time with people in the trans community to understand what that was. Yeah. So that I knew what I was doing mm-hmm. had validation. And mm-hmm. was it wasn't what, okay, so I'm going to do this. This is what I think you need or exactly. what is important. Yes. So I had to take the time to learn what that was Very so important. that I could do what was needed for them. Mm-hmm. So I could be that ally for them. Right. And I could say, and not that I understand, but I have an I understanding. Right. Yeah. yeah. I see you and, and, and I, this is what I can do for you as your career ally. Mm-hmm. I think that's allyship comes in in many forms. Yeah. It's, and I think a lot of people, when they hear the word ally, it's, it's a straight person with a queer community or it's a white person with a POC community. There's a lot of it that intermixes. And I I don't think people understand that. They, I think a lot of people think, Oh, I don't, I don't see the issue with gay people. So therefore I'm I'm an an ally. ally. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing Mm -hmm. It's but what are you doing to support that? You know, but so, I guess I would take it a step even further because I think when we say, or take it a step back maybe. So when we say like, what are you doing for the community? I think that's, that's like a step that, that comes, you will do something for the community, but when you get to know the community and you make those connections with the community and you learn how 
amazing and see the mm-hmm. the love that is there, then that happens organically, right? It's not like it's performative. It's actually like I see the humanity in this right. person and I love them and I am invested in their well-being and their life and I want to see them flourish. So I want to do these things for them. And it, and that's also in times when we're not in the room. That's, I mean, yes. a true oh, outlet. Like That's we were talking, yeah. yeah. When <clears throat> I, I think of my mom. I love my mom. She has health issues, so she can't do a whole lot. But what she will do is, if no matter where she's at, if she hears someone saying something negative about um, a queer person, she will walk over and she will correct them. When we have markets or we do fill-a-bag days or what, she loves thrifting. She will come. Because that's how she can support. Right. She can give us ten dollars, mm-hmm. and um, she knows that that's going to go to help somebody in the queer community. But that's what she can do, and so she does it every time, and she shows up for that. No one knows that. No one knows who my mom is. Right. They can... don't know that she's at Burger King, letting the bigot at the front counter giving the trans person hell. For being trans, that she is climbing over that counter to knock their block off. God, I love her. I know, I want to be this too. And I think that's, I think a lot of people think being an ally, you have to be visible, you have to be loud, and like people have to see that you Mm -hmm. are are doing the work. And it's not always about that. Right, it can be behind the scenes, it Mm -hmm. really can. And it can definitely be... I I am a personal fan of that, like standing up for, if you overhear something, that can be your quiet way of, um, excuse me, what did you just say? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could talk forever about this. I know, this. we really, we really can. I mean, and, and it's conversations that I need to happen. I really keep having the conversation yeah. about it. I think there's so many nuances to the conversation yeah. that are... Um, I think it's easy to say the, like, talking points. They're right. like, what are you doing? Or what's, you know. But it's like, it's all a little bit messier than that. Like, yeah. It's a little it's bit not harder. quite so cut and dry. It's not so cut and dry. And I think I want to talk more. Let's take a break. And then I want to talk about how we can put on our big kid panties and be not be precious and be good allies when we come back. <laughs> okay. Hey, James, can you hand me that microphone cord on the bottom shelf? I sure can. Oh, no. I ripped a huge hole in my pants. Well, that's embarrassing. What am I going to do, Matt? I wish there was somewhere I could find reasonably priced work clothes in a pinch. Haven't you heard of the Knox Pride Thriftique? I haven't. What's that? The Knox Pride Thriftique offers unique vintage finds and your everyday clothing and accessory needs. Plus, every dollar spent helps fund programs at Knox Pride. That sounds pretty great, Matt. What are their hours? The Knox Pride Thriftique is open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Stop in or visit knoxpride.com for more information. Okay, so here's the thing. We probably had like six conversations while we were gone to the potty break. (laughs) (laughs) As we do. But here, yes, but here we are back recording and we are going to get back on topic, which would be that we were talking about allyship and nuances and how it's just hard. It's 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 not so clean cut as being the loudest voice in the room. You, You can be an ally in so many ways. Right, right. Yeah. And finding your way and like... I always say, like, find the thing that, like, makes you happy and then look for ways to do that in the community. Like, the way I ended up connecting with all of you was through Pride Fest and through cooking because I didn't have, I I had Mama Bear at the time, but it was a much smaller version of Mama Bear. So we sold my cookies at the tent and then I helped cook and do other things for the weekend. So... But and those are things that people can do. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you have a background in cooking and you can sit and flip hot dogs on a grill mm-hmm. for the day, I mean, yeah, th- that's that's something that 
someone that is a part of Knox Pride that has many hats we don't have to worry about. Yes. You know? And that's that's the part of the, the thing is, I think people think <laughs> that Knox Pride is this big machine. <laughs> and, and we talk about this, you know, in our last episode of, of Pride Month with... Um, um, it takes a village, but the, 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 the team is small. So, you know, when someone is willing to give up their day to flip hot dogs or hamburgers or, um, drive around in a golf cart and give out t-shirts, I mean, that takes something off the plate Mm -hmm. of some, that in the broad sense of things, um, you know, that can be gives us space to do something else that, that, you know, yeah. that we weren't able to do that day. Um, and the you more know, the merrier, like don't, for some, yeah. you know, we just shouldn't be under the guise of like, Oh, it's all getting done because it is a big machine. Like, no, the more, you know, many hands makes many light hands. works. You yeah. Know? I mean, like light work. So, you know, it's just, that's something that I'm learning and realizing the more that I'm involving myself with Knox pride and you all is like, yeah, there's lots to do. There's always lots to do. There's always lots to be done, and it may not be... You don't have to have all these particular sparkly skills. You can just come in and serve a hot dog or And a lot whatever. of times, I'll find just, like, even going to South Press, like, and walking in and just, like, hanging out and Yeah, seeing, I don't do that enough. I and, like, seeing that. people on a more regular basis. I, yeah. I have the privilege of being that I deliver twice a week there, so yeah, I'm so there you on a regular basis. So that's not a normal thing. Right. Like, but but I do end a... up seeing a lot of people, and I end up talking to people, and I, like, I know that's not a normal situation. Like, I have a, a thing where people know me through that right and, so and you're not just a, like some random very person specific walking person in there yeah so i know that that's not the thing but even just going to bingo or to i was gonna say that that is i mean um barry and connie that's a one yeah they they show up mm-hmm. i mean you know if, and she if, always if, makes a point to ask and to make sure check in on us and see how we're doing and where we are and getting treatment for Zane and like she she is always very like you know just concerned about us which is such a lovely sweet thing being an ally is showing up to a career business and supporting them yeah you know South Press is right here there's several coffee shops around it you know but making a point to, to go to that, that queer business yeah. and saying, you know what, I value you enough mm-hmm. that I'm choosing to support you this way. Mm-hmm. Um, because then she can turn around and financially support other queer people. And so, again, it's that ripple effect. Yeah. And pay a know. living wage to yeah. all of her right. employees. She takes care of those yeah. people well. Oh, Jocelyn, she well, kicks ass. I don't even know her that well, and I'm like, she's like a fucking beast. Coming she to, is. you know, a, a pride market mm-hmm. and buying a pair of earrings from a vendor, mm-hmm. you know, it may just be a pair of earrings to you, but it's a difference to that queer vendor yeah. who, you know, may not be able to have a regular job because they're trans, and, and it's right. hard for a trans person to... Mm-hmm find a job that recognizes their transness. Right. So they had to rely on themselves to make a, a living. So coming in and buying chocolate from them or a pair of earrings or crystals or whatever it is, is you showing that you're supporting them and you see them and, and you're, them just being able to live is, is important enough to you. Yeah. And Knox Pride and South Press have just partnered up and they're going to start doing independent from the markets that Knox Pride does here at the center. We're going to be doing, Knox Pride and South Press are going to be doing night markets every other week, right? The next one's the 27th. Yes. um, From... Six to nine, is yes. that right? I'm looking on my calendar. At South Press. They're mm-hmm. at South yeah. Press, yeah. Um, and we had a great turnout for the last one. I mean, I was 
like, I knew it was going to be good. I mean, she always draws a great crowd, but, like, I was really surprised at, there were some allies there. I'll say that. I, there were definitely a few people that walked in that I was like, hey, Aww. look at you here. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely saw some of that, and um, it does a mama heart good. So, and I think that's the thing about allyship is that um, it's not always easy and it's not always um, fun, but I mean, I can say for you, I hadn't known you for very long at all, really, when Knox Pride had the um, rally downtown. Oh, yeah. And you yeah, texted yeah. me and said, do you want me to come with you? Yeah. And that's how I knew. Yeah. I knew that oh. you were going to be ride or die because you were you were concerned about me in that moment. See, and you were like, you were like, like it didn't even phase. And, and, and that's that kind of stuff that I don't even really think about. I know, but I, I know. that's, I, I want to talk about that because I think that's sort of the part of allyship that is, for me, that meant something to me. Yeah. And to you, you're like, I didn't even do anything. And I feel that way a lot. Like we feel that way with the business a lot, a lot of times queer people will be like, thank you so much for all you're doing. And especially Daniel will be like, I don't, we're just being people. And right. <laughs> parenting our kid. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, are yeah. we doing something special? But I, he had somebody at Sweetwater Pride that like kind of like got back at him a little bit and was like, listen, it is important to us and it means a lot to us and I need you to accept that. And yeah. it was the first time that he could hear it like, you know, he was like, yeah, no, me, we're doing our, you know, whatever. And, and they're like, no, they were like, no, you seriously, you need good, to own yeah. this compliment. Like this is, you are worthy of this compliment. Yeah. And it's those things that it goes both ways. Like yeah. we all need to be told that we're pretty and that we are loved. <laughs> I mean, we do. Who we does not like that? Everybody wants to be Everybody cheered, wants that. Right. And yeah. so when you find an opportunity to tell someone that you got cute glasses or you yeah. got cute earrings or you look good like do it whether it's a queer person or not like yeah. right they you're deserve not you're to not be... gonna come across a weirdo they're gonna love that they everybody love, loves yes. a compliment but so I, I try to do that every day that i'm at work with mm-hmm. my employees I, I try to give them some a compliment or or some kind of engagement because i want them to feel seen mm-hmm. as not only an employee but you know, as a co-worker. A, a, yeah. And a person. A human. That, yeah. A, a special so you're, individual. You're more than just this person who right. is ringing people up, you know. There, yeah. there is value to, to being yeah. that oh. has feelings and y'all are great. I love this. Things. I love this love fest. Love fest. So. Love fest. <laughs> so then we ended the month with having the staff of, I guess staff, we say staff, but... You said workers. Workers. The workers. <laughs> the workers. Uh, but no one at Knox Pride gets paid. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. We, we just... Uh, we don't have the funds to do that. Uh, I mean, the goal is to be able to have a working it is. staff. It is. But we got to sit down with everyone. And I don't think everyone... One, realizes what it takes to run this. Mm-hmm. Um, and put on a... A festival and whatnot so it was great to be able to sit down and just spend time with everyone that that or almost everyone there was a couple mm. of people who couldn't make it but um that put in a lot of work mm-hmm. um you know and just kind of recognize them i didn't they the people of knox pride don't get the recognition a lot of time mm-hmm. and i'm going to take a moment and brag on my husband Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. John Hamm is a hard worker. Mm-hmm. He can be an asshole, and he'll be the first to tell you he's an asshole. He's a cute asshole. But he does it <laughs> because he has such love mm-hmm. for people, and he wants such good things for people. And that's why not Pride, becoming a part of Knox Pride was so important to him. Yeah. Uh, he saw a need in the community, and that's why... The center was important to him. Um, he, this is how he could help. This is how he could give back. He saw that he was in a place of privilege. Mm-hmm. You know, we were able to 
financially make the decision to step in and take over and and do this because it takes a lot to run this um and he's one that won't take credit he always wants to pass the buck to to everyone as far as as credit goes but he puts in a a lot of work it's a thankless job it is it is um it's a job that doesn't just end when he leaves this place Mm -hmm. um he's constantly answering emails messages um it it goes through the, the the night um and but it's a job that he took on and he understands what came with that when you have the weight of a community on your shoulders or and when you make that decision to be the person who is making that stand for people mm-hmm. there's a lot that comes with that mm-hmm. um and i know he's very thankful for everyone that supports him mm-hmm. uh and he knows that we wouldn't be here if, if we didn't if our views didn't line up with with what he was doing um and, and how he feels um and it's stressful and so sometimes <laughs> you know, especially this time of the year going you know planning festival and, and going into festival it you know there's a lot i don't think people really fully understand we talked about it a little bit on the podcast yeah what it takes to go into mm-hmm. planning something like this you know and and we're every, in the heat of yeah. like leading up to the festival that i think that is the thing that people do not always understand is like how soon all this planning starts where we start having meetings with the city and mm-hmm. all of that so it's a long process yeah and i know it's and everyone's got an opinion about it yeah but no one wants to <laughs> to do anything Mm -hmm. and and so get out and volunteer (laughs) fill out your volunteer forms it'll be fun it'll be be so much fun and that's what john says that's one of his statements is if you got an opinion you have a solution Mm -hmm. you know so if if there is something that you have an opinion about bring a solution to the table for it yeah i mean it's this is a community space so it Mm -hmm. if there's a need in the community bring it but also have a solution for what that is so but it is going to be a a a great time um you know the the time change you know when we you know pride has always been in june because that is the dedicated pride month and that's when you know stonewall riots happen Mm -hmm. and it you know and pride is a is a riot but it's a celebration of what happened there you know Mm -hmm. and um but i think as time changes you adjust to that you know and that's mm-hmm. why we move pride to, to october there's a, a lot of factors to it but yeah. it doesn't negate or take away from what pride is not no. at all no. i think it's like an evolution i think it's yeah. actually an extension of it I, i've gotten to the point where like june pisses me off <laughs> <laughs> and I i'm like it, waiting for yeah. october to come I where it feels be... like the more wholesome version of of well yeah. it goes back to the, the whole allyship june has become so yeah commercial for mm-hmm. lack of words i guess yeah i mean you know a, every company that can will throw a rainbow on something mm-hmm. and so i think it has kind of clouded what june is supposed to be mm-hmm. you know it's so it's okay well what what company's got pride merch now and Mm -hmm. i can go and buy that and so yeah i feel like it's become very commercial i think that having it in october will be like a refresher like a reminder like hello this is something that we really should celebrate all year month well it is it's coming national coming out month it's natural queer history month Mm -hmm. i mean so there's there's significance to the month in, yeah. in itself. And it puts so. a spotlight on that because a lot of people probably don't even know that that's even a thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just think that it's, yeah, it's it'll be a, a, ref, a refresher for people. Like, yeah. hello. And don't. it's not so damn hot. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's going to be lovely. But also that episode, we got to celebrate that it was our 10th episode. Okay. I mean. Y'all, we did it. And look, here's the thing. We don't know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> no, not at all. We don't. But not here's the thing. We I learn love all of you humans. 
Well, hold on, hold on. That's not true. Yeah, yeah, JD yeah. actually does know what the hell he's yeah. doing. And, he's and we the ask only him, reason that we have ten episodes. We under ask our him belt. a lot of questions. He gives us a lot of advice. And we don't know what we would do a without beautiful you. Beautiful human for it. Yep. What you don't see is every time he holds up his phone with some kind of note for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah. He, if we he, seem like we're like stumbling, like pausing, like <laughs> it's because it's he's we're telling reading us we're something. doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. He's giving us some but, insight, I mean, feedback. We weren't sure how long this was gonna happen or what the outcome. We just knew we wanted to do this. We had the opportunity to do it. It was important to us for different reasons, and um, I mean, I'm proud of us. I, I mean. Want- I'm so proud of us. I'm beyond proud of us. And I think that, um, I think Z reminded us of this when Z Amani was, uh, Z Amani was on the show. Um, he was like, you, or they were like, you started this thing and you had an idea and you did it. And that's how shit gets done. Right. That's mm-hmm. how things and happen. That really hit me because I was like, oh, wait, no, like we actually <laughs> did do a thing. And I don't know that we're particularly good at it, but we're doing it and we're showing up and right. we're figuring it out. And so. And we have people in the community who are showing up. I mean, we, we yeah. didn't know if anyone exactly. was going to want to be on this. Yes. But I mean, we had a, a slew of people who mm-hmm. mean a lot to us or who mean a lot to the community or who. You know, I was very thankful that Amelia Parker and, and Gloria Johnson took time out yeah, to, that was to be really able to sit special. down with us. I mean, I never thought that that was going to, something like that would happen. Yeah. But it did, and we learned a lot from it, um, you know. And, and like Christy said, we're, we're still learning. Um, things may change, and some things have changed, and some things will continue, will continue to change. Yeah. But we're going to keep showing up, because yeah. that's what we do. Yeah. 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 And, and we're going to keep inviting you to the table, yeah. because we want everyone to feel safe and included, and like they have a space at our table. There's always a seat for you. And we love you so dearly. So next, till next time. Love you. Love you. The Curious Table is produced by Chrissy Betts and Dustin Camp. Additional production and engineering by J.D. Davis. You can find us on all social medias at The Curious Table Podcast. Who would you like to see at our dinner table next? Email us at thecuriousTablePodcast at gmail.com. The Curious Table is brought to you by Knott's Prime Network with funding from the United Way. The Curious Table. We'll be sure to save you a seat. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Knox Pride.